What? That's right. You're joining us for a bonus episode. I just recently preached at a young adults ministry, and I wanted to share the sermon with our podcast fam. I believe it's something that's going to change your life. We're talking about foundations. What is your life built on? So with no further ado, join me for this sermon, and thanks for listening. Today we're talking about foundations. All right. And I believe that so often we look so far down the road that we do not look at what we're standing on right now. You look at, and I love this because I use this as an example today in Ithaca, is so many people, they look at the, the nice car and they look at the nice house. They look at the, the girl or the guy that they're interested in. They look at all the shiny things and they say, I want that. But my question to you today is, what is your foundation on? Because you can't have that unless the foundation is built to sustain it, right? You can't, I mean, you can't put a 3,000 square foot house with all the four bedrooms and three bathrooms and the nice outside kitchen and all those cool things. Oh yeah, I'll take it, I'll take it. You can't put that on a trailer's foundation. It's not gonna hold it, it's not gonna sustain it, it wasn't meant to have it. So my question to you today is, what is your foundation? Because your foundation matters more than anything else. Because until we address the foundation that we stand on, we will always be like this sand. Oh, wow. Look at this little. Hold on. I literally stole my child's toys, by the way, to, <laughs> to do this. <laughs> what foundation are you on? I want to read to you today, and when you guys put this up, if you put this up, I think we're good. Just leave it up the whole time, because this is going to be what I'm preaching out of. We're just going to stay there. So it's Luke 6, 47 through 49. And this is what the Bible says. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. There's instruction there, and I think a lot of times we want the benefits, we want the solid foundation, but we're unwilling to listen to his teaching and then follow it. But it starts with you coming to him. There are specific keys and steps that were intended to take to build a strong foundation. Otherwise, you're going to create your own foundation from your own strength. And let me ask you this. If you could have fixed it already, wouldn't you have already done it? If you could have changed your own life by now, I'm sure you would have already made the changes. Can I hear an amen? It's like a person building a house who digs deep, lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anybody who doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. And when the floods sweep down against the house, it will collapse in a heap of ruin. Today, what is your foundation? Ask somebody next to you, what's your foundation? There we go. I got one hype, man, and I'm all about it. 
You need to know this because everything and everyone in this world is fighting for your attention. A lot of times I think we play the Christianese game and we like to play church. We like to pretend like, like Pastor Obi said, all the things are together and I, I look good, I smell good, I, I, I look like I got my life together. Meanwhile, our foundation is on the sand. And that every time a situation comes up, you don't understand why things seem to hit you so hard. You don't seem to understand why it's so difficult to bounce back. You don't seem to understand why it seems like you just can't get ahead. Because probably you're on a foundation that can't sustain where you're going. And you start to build and build and build. But then two weeks later, everything's knocked down because the sand was moving. Because the sand wasn't able to sustain it. The sand is pliable. It can be moved. But when I hit the rock, the rock's not going anywhere. And it's going to continue. And, you know, our, our little friend with her ice cream gets to continue to enjoy her ice cream. But everyone and everything in this world is fighting for your attention. I think oftentimes the enemy knows the best way to destroy you is actually to distract you. And when I look at this, it, it's something that seems so simple from an outside perspective, but when you're in it, it seems like everything. But when you're in the thick of it, it's like tunnel vision takes place and you can only see What's directly in front of you? What's five feet in front of you? And this is why it breaks my heart when you start to study things like poverty, study things like low-income areas. The problem isn't that people are worse in those areas. It's the fact that people have to worry about where their next meal's coming from, where they're going to get clothes from, how they're going to make it the next day, how they're going to get through their next struggle. And they are able oftentimes, I love what, I love the good story about somebody breaking out of a cultural, uh, 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 really a, a cultural uh, uh, thing that's going to cause people to be derailed. But when they break out, it's amazing. But oftentimes they can't see past the situation because the situation is life or death. Often they can't dream like we dream. They can't dream like you may dream. They can't dream like somebody that's free can dream because they're bound oftentimes in that low-income environment and it holds them down. But let me tell you this, it's not just a low-income environment. It's an environment that's created by society to own you. And the problem is this. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter what your social economical class is. It doesn't matter that the enemy knows that if he can distract you from seeing purpose, that if he can distract you from your creator, then he can derail you from your purpose and you're never going to accomplish what he set you out to do. I don't know if you've watched this uh, TV show on Netflix, but it's an interesting one. It's called Social Dilemma. Anybody watch it? You'll watch that thing and, and, and you will start to question everybody's motives. And you'll stop trusting people. You'll stop trusting your phone. You'll like pick up your phone and be like, no. And you like throw it across the room, I promise. But in this, can, can I come down a little bit? I can hear myself inhale and I've never been able to do that before. Uh, and I keep holding, I think maybe they're used to Pastor Cody because Pastor Cody holds the mic down here. Uh, but 
you know, I, I put the mic near my mouth. <laughs> but this social dilemma movie is actually interesting because it shows that everything that has to do with your phone in your hand, probably right now that you're sending a text message with or looking on social media with or scrolling with is intended to get your attention off of what you're supposed to be doing really and onto fixating this situation and then going from that video to the next video to the next video. Do you know why the videos that keep popping up are so interesting? Because you are literally a product they are selling. They've studied you. They know you what you like. They know what you desire. They know what's going to hook you. So they know during the time that you listen, they can average out how long you watch videos, and they know to put the most interesting one right before you typically, on average, stop watching. You stop trusting people, I'm telling you. It's like looking over your shoulder at, at extra times. But the scariest thing I saw from this movie was you are a product being sold. A lot of times we see products popping up on our news feeds and things like that. That's not what's being sold. You are. And if they can understand how to get your attention off of whatever you're supposed to be doing and keep it in this phone and get this media device focused, then suddenly they've got your attention. And if they got your attention, they've got your heart. And if they got their heart, they got your money. And we're sitting here acting like we're free people walking around in the United States of America. And if you don't think this is a relatively free nation, you probably haven't traveled too much. But you walk around to this and you think you're free, but you're not. You're enslaved just to a different system. But the question is this, what kind of foundation do you have? Because if you're willing to be bought and you're willing to be distracted, this is your foundation. This is what you're going to be doing. This is where you'll live. And it may feel good in the moment, in the situation, but as soon as the waves come, as soon as the winds come, this is no longer there and you're somewhere else gone. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah, don't worry. A little water takes care of all those things. This world is literally creating a false sense of reality around your life that creates a sense of comfort. But in reality, it's a foundation of sand. And I'm challenging this ideology, not because I'm like some dude that like watches a bunch of videos of guys in their basements talking about conspiracy theories and things like that, I promise. I'm telling you this because I want to challenge social norms that we've accepted as a culture and we live and practice in everyday life. Because I'm going to tell you this, it doesn't work. It doesn't produce life. Do you know what most people do all day? They watch other people live out their dreams and destinies while they sit on their couch. They watch others do their purpose while they eat a few more snacks and just enjoy nothing. A false sense of security works until something shakes the foundation. Are we able to throw that scripture up there or no? The man spoke. Yes, we are. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays rock and creates a foundation. So when the waters rise, we have friend, well, we have family that live in uh, the Naples area. 
and it's a hurricane area, if you weren't aware, and they make their houses differently down there. Our houses aren't made out of wood. They make their houses out of block, and they make sure that up to 168 mile an hour winds, they create glass that can't be broken. They make this thing and, and, and just specialize it so that even if a category five hurricane comes, that house is not moving. My question to you today is, what is your foundation? What have you prepared to withstand? Because what you're going to find out as you live your life, the world is not a nice place. They're looking to chew you up and spit you out. They're looking to make your life hard and difficult. They're trying to make it so that you can't thrive like my man was talking about right here. They're trying to take out what God has intended you to do. And if you trust in their system, you'll be like a house built on the sand. And the, I love it because everybody that's standing on sand, they're like, I just want to be different. I just don't want to be like everybody. What do you mean? You're a product of this social norm. You are a product of this culture. Don't tell me you just want to be different. You're like everybody else. You want to be different, make the house create a foundation out of something different. Get something that's going to actually withstand trials. Get something that when everything feels like it's falling apart, nothing's moving for you. So that when the storms come, I don't know about you, 2020 was one of the best years of my life. COVID hit people hard, but it didn't hit me hard. My best financial year I've ever had, bought a rental unit, started making some passive income, have plans to continue to do it, saw a great increase and in blessing financially, saw great things happen, and, you know, we're, we're uh, having our second kid here in August, but we found out in 2020, I mean, I'm telling you, when you're built differently, you get different results. Tell somebody, I'm built different. I'm built Oh, I felt that. I felt it. I felt it. You're getting me excited. You got to stop this. <laughs> That's why so many people come to God in their hardest times because they realize that's when they need them the most. And I'm not opposed to that. If you're going through something today, don't be a fool. Don't be wild. If you knew somebody had all the answers to all the things you would ever need in this life, why would you try to continue to do it on your own? But most people, they, their life falls apart, then they come to God. My story's a little bit different. In the natural, I had great success. I was working a good job. I had an amazing career path. Everything was on pace to meet all of my goals and expectations. I was out partying. I had a ton of friends. I fit in with those kids that everybody wanted to fit in with. I had everything on paper to give me the status quo of acceptance and happiness. But what I found was I had no peace in my heart. Let me ask you, when you go to bed tonight, can you close your eyes and have peace in your heart? Or do things just start running? What if this? What if that? There's fear. There's anxiety. There's pressure. How are you built? 
because fear, anxiety, and pressure attempt to attack both sides. But when you're built to withstand those things, it is easy to brush off. But when you're built on fickle ground, when you're built on something that was never intended to be built on, you're never going to produce what God has intended you to. And these things that get thrown at you, they're going to hit different. It's going to feel like the end of the world. It's going to feel like things are falling apart. I don't want that to be your story. I don't want that to be your life. We just need to understand in this generation, when I was dumb and out there doing my thing and trying to figure things out myself, it was interesting because my friends and I, we'd party, we'd drink, we'd get trash, we'd do all these things. Do all sorts of drugs and just do everything dumb. And uh, people would joke with me and be like, yeah, man, you're going to hell. Like it was like a funny thing to joke about. And then they created this thing in their mind that somehow there would be a giant party in hell because we'd all be there. And we're all fun. And we'd probably get booze somehow because we snuck it in everywhere else. We weren't supposed to get it, right? And we're doing our thing and we're trying to figure it out. And they're joking with me, but that's not the joke because that's not the intention. And when hell becomes a reality, people will suddenly realize the wrong foundation was being built on because there's going to be no party there. There's not going to be any booze there. Actually, it's an eternal punishment for all those that reject God and Satan himself. So he's not partying about anything. We need to get that he's not trying to play patty cake with you. Every time he looks at you, he sees the image of God. He sees what he was kicked out of. He sees what he can't worship anymore. He sees that you've still got a purpose, although he lost his. That's the problem too, because most people, they've already given up on their purpose, so why would they want you to live out yours? Don't go to Jesus. I tried him. I tried that church thing. I tried to do that. It didn't do anything for me. It won't do anything for you. People already tried it. People have tried a lot of things and done it wrong. The problem isn't God, it's religion. And this is where the church's fault is. We try to force feed people religion and not Jesus. Because religion isn't this block, Jesus is. Church isn't this block, Jesus is. And we need to get that in our heads and say, unless we have a thriving daily relationship with Jesus, our foundation is wavering. I don't care how long you've been going to church. I don't care how long you've tried it. I don't care what you think or what accolades you may have. Unless it's the solid rock on the foundation of Jesus, you're not building anything. And you may, the enemy may let you build for a while till you get a few followers on Instagram and you get a few people that think you're good or cute or whatever and they start following you and then he'll take you out because he knows it'll impact them too. What's your foundation? Because the deeper you dig, the higher you go. The deeper you dig, 
you always wonder how those skyscrapers can be stable. I mean, I don't trust them sometimes, having like 100 floors, and you're looking at it, and it's like, there's no way. But you should see how deep they dig. How deep have you dug? Maybe let me talk to the people that have been saved for a minute. How deep have you dug? Did you stop digging your foundation? Did you stop building your foundation? Or did you think that going to church for two years got you enough check marks to get to heaven? Or did we think that we made it just because we prayed for somebody and they got healed? Guess what? That doesn't withstand our lifestyles. And one day we're going to stand before a holy God. And he's going to check our foundation. And I don't want to have any cracks. I don't want to be building on the wrong thing. I want to produce for God. Because like I told you, I had no peace in my life. I had everything the world told me I needed to be happy, and I had no peace. You know what's interesting is peace doesn't sound like a valuable entity until you don't have it. Until you can't close your eyes at night and fall asleep until you can't wake up and enjoy life and it turns into anxiety and depression and fear until it consumes your mind and it consumes your joy and you live empty and hopeless and lost. Well, let me tell you about this man. (laughs) And his name is Jesus. And he's the foundation that will never waver. Because the man that created the winds and the waves can't be impacted by the winds and the waves. He's built different. And when you allow him to be your foundation, no matter what comes your way, no matter what's thrown at you, you're built different. Not because you're good, but because he is. John 10.10, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy an eye who's Jesus Want to give you life and life more abundantly. It's interesting. Because I would challenge you that if you took one year of your life and gave Jesus absolutely everything, that you would look back and you wouldn't be able to recognize yourself. You wouldn't be able to recognize your life. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be added unto you. The problem is people are seeking things and not the right foundation. You can't build on a nice car. It's not foundation material. You can't build on a a, a sour relationship that doesn't produce anything. It's toxic and it cannot last. It always blows my mind when people will pacify toxic things that are polluting their life time and time and time again and wonder why their life is miserable or wonder why they're not building up as high as they want to. What's your foundation? I think we could take a whole year and just preach spiritual hunger. And uh, get the church hungry again. Because most people, they're not even hungry enough to come to Sunday service. Most people aren't. I could say that because I'm not at my church. You know, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm joking. I'd say it there too. (laughs) Most people aren't hungry enough to wake up and read their Bibles, but they'll feed themselves three times a day. Most people aren't hungry enough for God to, you know, 
set their alarm back one hour so they can foster a right relationship. Most people aren't hungry enough to actually see change. The problem is just because you see it doesn't mean it's going to manifest. Just because you want it doesn't mean it belongs to you. We got to go and we got, I, I like this man in the back. Shout me down. No. <laughs> you can only go as high as you want when you go deep. But what's interesting is people don't see deep. People don't see the time you spend in your word. People don't see the time you spend in prayer. And the problem is we don't live in a culture where we're willing to put in stuff when people don't see us. We want the attention. We want the audience. We want to post our scripture every day in our Bible open and get that cute little picture. Meanwhile, you read three verses and closed it. People want that. Dude, I can go out because I, like, uh, you know what I mean? I, I can do my thing because a bunch of young adults and not my church. No, can I? I think it's important because people don't see deep. What are you willing to do when nobody else is looking? What are you willing to do when nobody's going to see you? when you don't get an accolade and a pat on the back? How far are you willing to go by yourself? Because sometimes you're gonna go further than anybody else and people aren't gonna get it and they're gonna say you changed. It just seems like you're different because I am built different. I am different. Not because I think I am, but because I'm willing to put in the work. In case you forget what scripture we're talking about, I'll read it one more time and we'll wrap this up. Luke 6, 47 through 49. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching and follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it's well built. We could just say built different. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against the house, it will collapse in a heap of ruins. The Bible says in Proverbs 28, 16, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. I think we put too much trust in our emotions. I think we put too much trust in how we feel. You got to stop living by how you feel. And you got to start living by how the word speaks. Because if you're ready to change your life, if you're ready to commit to one year, non-negotiable, committed wholly to Jesus, saying, I'm giving you all that I have every moment of every day, you start to build on his promises. And those things that I talked to you about that these people try to build life on, nice cars, houses, fake relationships, all these things, accolades, status. You see, you build your house differently, but you get all that they lusted after. That's what the word says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of these things will be added unto you.
When you build yourself different, you get results differently. And what's so cool is this. The Bible says that those that build on themselves, when the winds come or when the sun comes out, it fades just as quick as it popped up. But those that build on the Lord, their harvest remains. I want to protect what I am building. I want to protect what I am seeing as the purpose that God's calling me to be. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your thoughts are, but I know what his thoughts are, and I know what he said, and I'm prepared to go the mile. I'm prepared to do what it takes. The question is, are you? This is fun. The power is in your hands. When we go back to the scripture, he will show you what it looks like when somebody comes to me, listens to my teaching, and follows it. Who would have thought the most simplistic three instructions could alter somebody's destiny? But it can. I got testimonies for days, and you could go around and interview people. My man Jason was literally... One, like a year and four months ago, five months ago, living outside, he lost his wife, he lost his house, he lost his business, he lost every single thing. He committed his life to the Lord in November. By February, God restored his relationship. And Jessica, with the one singing up on this side, she, that, that, they, were in a, they are in a relationship, but God restored her relationship. God restored his family. God didn't just restore his business, he multiplied it. He created a foundation that now is built. And so if the winds come and the waves come, they're already prepared to be immovable, to be unshakable. So what's your foundation? It starts with this. First, you have to come to him. Maybe you're in this room today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. This is not something that uh, we just pray a cute little prayer and nothing changes. This is literally changing kingdoms. This is changing from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And when I ask you this question, it's actually the most important question you'll ever answer. And you'll answer it again in eternity. The Bible says if you would confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died for you and that he rose again, you shall be saved. What is salvation? Salvation is wholeness. God doesn't want you to be broken anymore. God doesn't want you to be lost anymore. God wants to give you peace that surpasses understanding. God has something for you but are you willing to build it? Because he's gonna give you the power. He's gonna give you the desire. He'll even give you the materials. And he says, you just gotta do the work. You gotta dig deep. So my question to you today is, have you ever accepted Jesus Christ as your savior? The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever, that means you, shall believe in him, shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. Are you ready to build differently? 
with every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this room and that's you, and you're prepared to make this decision, I'm going to count to three, and when I count to three, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand and wave at me if you're prepared to make this decision. If you're ready for change, if you're prepared to build it differently, one, it's the greatest decision you could ever make. Two, he's the best friend you'll ever have. Three, today is your day. If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand now. Don't wait for another minute. Don't wait for another person. Maybe you're watching online. If that's you, make sure you connect with us. Just give a few moments. If you're ready to make that change. Perfect. Everybody stand with me. I think this sermon hits everybody a little bit differently. Because it doesn't matter where you are, you can always go deeper. Doesn't matter how long you've been saved, there's always more. Doesn't matter what miracles or signs or wonders you've seen, there's always greater. But are you so satisfied with your desires that you're gonna continue to do the same thing? Or are you ready to commit to a greater level? Are you ready to see things shift and change? Are you hungry enough to make the shift. I'm gonna pray, and this is something nobody can lay hands on you for. <laughs> this isn't something I can go and like shout in tongues over you or do anything. This is a decision you make. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word said that we can boldly approach your throne. God, I ask you that as we approach your throne, that we would come with a humble heart. That God, we don't know it all. We haven't experienced it all. That you have so much more for us. God, you said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. God, I ask you, help us dig deeper. Help us build higher. I know you want this as much as we do because as we impact your kingdom, that means souls are coming in. That means lives are being strengthened. God, I pray that we can see past us and know that we are missionaries to whatever workplace we're at, whatever family you belong to, whatever group you're in, whoever you meet and influence on a daily basis. God, I pray that you would just put such a hunger in our hearts. God, let us not be satisfied. Let us go more and more after you. God, let us be built differently. Let us not build ourselves on the sand. God, I pray that those that have built themselves on the sand, they will shift their perspective. They'll shift their heart's desires. And that, God, we will produce fruit and fruit that will last God, to release a blessing on every single young person in this room. God, let, us, let this year be a year we pro, where we produce more than we could have ever imagined. Let this year be a year that we do 10 years worth of work in one. God, let it be a quick work. Let it be a powerful work. In Jesus' mighty name, 
Amen. Thanks so much for joining us on today's Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single Friday. If you know of someone who could benefit from this, we would love for you to share this on your social media, as well as go ahead and leave us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.